Hey, hey, on this episode of Sam Chance Boxing, we are going to go back to Japan, take a quick peek at the fights that happened there this past weekend. Then we're moving over to Verona, New York, where we have Lopez versus A for the IBF title coming down there, top-ranked card. Also taking center stage this weekend, we have Amanda Serrano and Jake Paul as the co-main event from Puerto Rico. Canelo leaving PPC only after one fight. All this and so much more on this episode of Sapa Chance Boxing. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sam Pachat's Boxing. Happy Thursday, Friday Eve, everybody. How you all doing? I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, happy Friday Eve, my friend. How are you? Doing good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. The weekend is here, man. It's almost here, which means we're getting geared up for another weekend of fights and things of that nature. Wow. I mean, it, it never stops, does it? Every weekend is something. It's good. Always something, man. And, um, you know, I guess this is where we have to thank our families for allowing us the time and the effort and the energy we need to to kind of watch all these things so we can come back and talk about them. So shout out to the families, man. Absolutely. How was your week Absolutely. so far? What's that? How's your week been so far? Pretty good. Yours? Can't complain, man. It's, a, it's just another day in paradise, man. Got to wake up and God has blessed us with these opportunities. So, you know, make the most of them, right? Absolutely. Well said. There you go. All right. So that's enough of the chitter chatter. Let's get right into it. Let's go back to Japan. You got your passport. It's time to fly. Um, We got the first fight wrong, man. In Nui. Uh, here, let me get this clock started here. Let's get right into it with little Nui. And his fight, we all kind of thought that this was going to be, uh, you know, the opportunity for 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 him to win and beat Inui, but he never got the job done. In fact, he got knocked out in the ninth round. Did you see that coming? No, I had Ankis winning, a uh, Filipino guy, but uh, he had his good value, so that's why I took him. But I'm glad, actually, Inui won, the younger brother of the famous but um, one and only, but he actually won one of his brother's old, one of his brother's old belts, which is kind of cool. So that stays in the family. But yeah, I know um, it was a good fight. I mean, the ninth round, they were going at it. And as soon as Anquist started fighting fire for fire, that's when Inouye hit him with a four punch combination right down to the liver, shut his whole body down. He went down. He couldn't get up. He couldn't yeah. feel anything. He said he felt numb. The liver shots hurt a lot. If they get him in the right spot, a lot more than the head shots. So it was a really good fight. And uh, Ankis hold his own. He uh, he fought well and he, he won a few rounds, but you know, I knew he was up on the scorecards, but it was an exciting fight. You know, it was two little guys, but they brought the action and uh was just better combinations, more skilled, hit harder, four yeah. combination, finished him to deliver, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, yeah. With Anui, like I said, I, I think Ankis felt that power of that right hand and the body in the first round, and that kind of set the stage for him. I think Ankis' first best round was probably the fourth round, in my opinion. I think that's where he got most of his work done. It's just ironic that he finished him with a body shot, considering we were all concerned about Inui's ribs going into the fight. And uh, Ankus was known for his body work, right? So we mm. thought that was going to be something, but he just couldn't get it off, man. You're totally right. Uh, good one for Inui. Uh, unexpected. I mean, he just he has the power. He's not his brother, but he's there. So let's move yep. on to the other one. Santiago against... Um, oh, God, help me with his last name here, man. Uh, uh, Nakatani. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nakatani Santiago, I mean, straight from the get-go, I mean, Nakatani was controlling this fight completely, finished him in the sixth round with a body shot again. Um, in my opinion, I think that the referee should have stopped it after the first knockdown, just the way he was looking. I mean, when he was standing up, he didn't really look coherent. He let it go, and within a few seconds after that, he took him down again, and this time the referee stopped it. Uh, Nakatani, man, like that kid's 26 to Noah. Yeah, it's hard, man. I, I called it. I think I said six rounds and under here, and I got that one right. I mean, it was a lopsided fight. You know this was going to be the outcome. He's too skilled, too young, too strong, undefeated, and he finishes guys, and he's one of the more exciting fighters to watch because, you know, when he fights, somebody's going down. Um, it was a great card top to bottom. I was on a crappy time, 2, 3 in the morning on the West Coast, um, so a lot of people didn't get to see that. The problem is if you're in Canada – you can't. You don't have EM, ESPN Plus on demand, so you can't go back and watch it. So if you missed it or didn't PVR, you got to go to YouTube, or um, so the only way you're gonna see the fights. But yeah, Nakatani's a scary, scary guy. I love watching him fight. Pure action. One of my favorite fighters right now. Well, I tell you what, man. I mean, I think uh, this generation is a little spoiled with all the ability <laughs> to go back and to watch things at any time that they want. And I, I, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's an amazing yeah, it's nice. thing that we have. But, brother, man, I mean, not to be old or anything, we come from a time, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Exactly. Right? I mean, it was just one of those things where commercials were legit in place for you to go to the bathroom, grab your snack, and come back as fast as you can. That's what's nice about boxing, mostly on streaming now with The Zone and Amazon. If you miss it, you go back and watch whenever you want in the archives. Right, right, but but the, I think that's lost on people. They don't understand how hard it was for, for the rest yeah. of us back in the day. Right? Exactly. It's just kind of funny. I go back now and watch fights that I missed from the 90s that I wish I could have saw now because oh, of on YouTube, yeah. Right. You know, so so they're very lucky that way. All right. Japan wrapped up uh pretty straightforward. I liked it. Top rank did a great job with the card. Like you said, the crowd was live, um, really fun. Uh you main event, co-main event, both finished in knockouts. Yeah, can't 100%. Get better than that. And you got to get some of these Japanese guys out of Japan now if you want to build them up. And, and you know, uh, I know Bob is talking about taking Inui to, to Japan, but they got to come to America, man. You want to be a big star, you got to make a crossover. Ichiro had to do it in baseball. He was a big star in Japan. He wasn't a legend or icon until he came to America. Same thing with uh, Otani. Inui and Inui. Otani. Yeah. Otani, same thing. Yeah. And, and, and the, you know, I guess anybody, I guess, really, right? Um, all right, let's move on. We're going to Verona, New York, where we have Lopez versus Abe for the or for for his um, featherweight title, his IBF featherweight title. Uh, this is going to be his third defense. Uh, let's get into it, man. Your thoughts on this fight coming up? That should be a good fight it's at a small little resort in uh, New York. There, by least it's on on TV. Um, Lopez is Lopez is going to win this fight. He's the champ. This is a third title fight. I think he's on a 12-fight win streak, although Gonzalez is on a six-fight win streak. So both these guys are coming in hot. Uh, Gonzalez is the real deal. This is not going to be a walk in the park. Abe. I don't see either men. Was that? Abe. Rihanna, yeah. Abe. He's not fighting Gonzalez. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, Lopez. right, yeah. yeah. Lopez versus Abe, man. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking I meant to say Abe. So he beat Gonzalez. I meant to say Abe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so Lopez yeah. versus Abe. Abe is Abe's on a six-fight win streak. Lopez on a 12-fight win streak. Um, neither one of these guys is going to dominate each other. I think Lopez, though, will edge it out. I got him in a decision here, unanimous decision. But um, Abe is he's the real deal, man. He's won six in a row. He's 25-3-1. Lopez is 29-2. and two. 
Yeah. Um, this is a good fight. It's a free fight. So hopefully uh, people tune in to check it out. But uh, I have Lopez winning an honest decision in a close fight. Well, okay. So for me, I look at it this way. First off, Lopez is a home wrecker because he's the guy who goes into everyone else's country and beats them. He did that to Josh Warrington. He did that to Conlon earlier this mm-hmm. year as well. Uh, we talked about in the last round how we need some of these fighters to leave their home country and come fight in America. Rene is doing that here. Rene is from Japan. Uh, so if there's something of those, some of those things are going to go against him. First, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, this is his first fight out of Japan. So, you know, he's stepping into a new environment, new weather, fight, yeah. new food, everything. So it's going to be interesting to see there. What Lopez brings here is really interesting. The guy's unconventional, right? The angles that he works from, the way he throws his punch from those angles, um, and his balance is you know extraordinary because he'll lunge at you and still land on his feet, and hold his balance. He'll throw punches at you from different angles that, that that you can't expect and you can't really work with. I think Abe's best, Rainy Abe's best possible thing is to frustrate him, which Warrington did a little bit with the inside fighting. The elbows and the headbutts and stuff. I'm not saying it's clean, but that's the only yeah. way to kind of get Price in. Uh, you, that's all you can do against Lopez here. If, you know, you got to work on that counter punch and hope for a lucky punch, right? But that being said, that could also be a detriment for 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 Lopez going into this fight. That if he gets caught coming flying in, because he's relentless that way. But you know what? I believe Abe can probably take this in 12 rounds. I think this is going to be a decision. Um. I think it's just it's going to play out that way. He's just going to frustrate him, and he's not going to get his counters off, and that's just going to make him kind of fight on the back foot a bit more. I'm talking about what's your final prediction for the fight? Uh, twelve round decision for 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 uh, for Lopez. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. It should be action packed. It's a free fight, so everybody should check it out if you're into boxing. It could be a good. Some of these fights that are less known, less known guys end up being the better fights than the well known guys sometimes. So, gotta tune in to find out. That's the beauty of boxing. Like I said, I mean, the Japan card was amazing. And we, we had a couple other cards this year that just kind of stood up, but didn't have the name or, or the recognition. I mean, I think what we have to remember as well, Chance, and this is my opinion, boxing is a sport on a whole, right? Yeah. Not everyone is in the top, top tiers that we're all looking for. Yeah. Some of the greatest fights happen in the actual sport of boxing. The right? only problem is with boxing, people only watch the top tier guys are probably that's the problem. Well, you know what? I have some stuff on that. I'd like to talk about that a little bit later on, you know, just thinking about some of the things that are being happening here. And I think it'll fit in nicely when we get into the later rounds. All right, man. Why don't we talk about the card down in Puerto Rico? Amanda Serrano and Jake Paul are at it again this weekend. Um, So Jake Paul's coming in as the co-main event, putting all the attention on Amanda Serrano, the homecoming. She's defending her titles against the German Nina Miniak. I hope I said that correct. Uh, pretty Mankey. Straight, Mankey, sorry. Pretty straightforward Mankey. fight. Yeah. yeah, pretty straightforward fight, man. I don't see her losing. I just think, if anything, she's just going to play it safe. I think she'll take it in decision and myself. Uh, Jake Paul, co-main event. I think he's doing it right. He's staying away from the YouTube fights. He's, you know, they're, they're building him up properly, the right pace. Uh, granted, he's fighting a guy who's 10 years older than him, but he's a legit boxer, Ryan Borland. Um, I, I I don't think it's going to be an easy fight as he keeps moving up in this competition. And I think he's doing it the right way, man. If he wants to be a legitimate, legitimate boxing guy, this is what he's got to do. He's got to take these fights, right? So 
I don't think it's going to be an easy fight for Jake, but I, I I do see him coming out of it. He did say he has an injury going into it. I don't know what that means or where, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out on fight night. Your thoughts? Well, this card is not even about who Jake Paul and Amanda Soriano are fighting. This is about what Jake Paul's doing for. First of all, he's giving her a call main event. He doesn't need to do that. No. He's he's she's sings nothing but praises for Jake Paul. A lot of the guys that badmouth Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they don't know left from right. These are great guys. He's got a nonprofit thing going on here. He pays the fighters more than she would ever make fighting on top rank or PBC. And uh, to break down the fight quickly, yeah, he's fighting Ryan Borg. He's 17 and 2. He's a former Golden Gloves champion, so he's a legit fighter. Yeah. He's not a top-tier guy, he's not even a top 30 guy, but it's just Getting gaining Jake experience, he's, uh, he's legitimizing his resume. Um, Mina Soriano should have an easy night. I think she finishes her uh, minor key really fast. Um, but this is more about what he's doing fighting in Puerto Rico. It's a free fight on the zone. Um, it's just Jake Paul building his brand. Everybody that fights on his cards, undercards, sings his praises. He brings a lot of eyeballs to the TV, and so they get paid better. And I'm glad Amanda Soriano has been pointing out what I've been saying about the guy and Logan. These are great guys. They're good businessmen. <laughs> Wherever they go, they're successful. And I hope Jake Paul wins. Um, he shouldn't. It won't be an easy fight. I think he'll win a decision. But uh, Borland, you know, he could hold his own. He wants to make a name for himself because Borland's looking at it this way. But a lot of the, the snobs do. Oh, who is this YouTube guy to come into my world and dominate? Who is this YouTube guy for Logan Paul to come in and dominate? And, and they come in and they uh, they shine. And this could be a fun fight. And I hope it's very successful. <clears throat> I hope Jake and Amanda win. And uh, I'm looking forward to this card. Yeah, you know what? I'll say this, man. Um, I going into all this stuff with Jake Paul and everything, I never thought I would be a guy to, you know, kind of sing his praises. But I'll tell you what, man, straight up, there's a lot that this guy Good does. Guy. There's yeah. a lot, and I'm not talking about Logan. I think Jake's on a different level level than Logan, in my opinion, personally. Um, you know, it just in terms of what? Pardon? In, in what what level? Like what do you mean? Just this. His support level, the way he works with other people, things that we don't hear about, like the things we hear about are all the negative things, correct? All the things like, you know, the tomfoolery and, and the nonsense stuff. But we don't hear about all the things he's done behind the scenes to help all these other people. And you don't hear about it until these people actually come out and say, yeah, he supported me. He helped me. He guided me, right? I mean, he plays the character because he has to. But behind mm -hmm. that character, there's this whole different individual, which I think is just... I think he's just at a little bit of a higher level, in my opinion, than Logan is in in that sense. Uh, well, it's different. I mean, Logan's got one of the most successful drinks in the world. He he, uh, Logan employs a lot of people at Prime where they make the drinks, they brand, and Logan's got yeah. like he's up there with Gatorade and Powerade, sponsor of UFC, US champion. So they're both in different, doing it differently, but they yeah. both are very successful. But, but I don't think anyone, guys. I don't think anyone has the right to shit on Jake Paul right now for the path and the way he's doing it. Because if you look at every other boxer trying to make his name. You look at their resumes, you look at their early fights, they were all against Ryan Borlands or, or those kind exactly. of fighters, right? So how can you shit on a guy, part of my language, I try to not cuss anymore, but how can you shit on a guy for doing it the right way now? Yeah, he started off with the gimmicky matches and this and that, that built his name, fair play, but now he's doing it legit right. So Jealousy. Jealousy, they don't have that spot that they can't. They can't get the hype that Jake and Logan can get. They're not as good in the ring as Logan Paul. So these all these guys on their mountain off are all jealous. They would take their spot in two seconds or they'd fight on Jake's card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've no, had Angel Lozano on here who said, I painted his house. Man, Jake hits hard. He's a legit guy, I, I right? Just, I just want people to stop shitting on him and let him do his thing. That's all I'm saying. 
I agree with you, man. It's a lot, but so much jealousy. People are like, oh my god, you do know he's, he's a tough guy. He's been there with he's been there with Anderson Silva. He's been there with guys that are tough. You know, he's not Nate Diaz. These guys are some of the best fighters of all time in their realm, and he, they didn't knock him down. Sure, sure. I get that completely. But now he's doing it right. Yeah, okay. If the Angel fight was kind of a, a you know a nonsense fight in my opinion. That guy was not prepared. I hope Borland is more prepared for the lights. I hope Borland. Is, is better suited for this, right? He's so, 17 and 2 as a pro, so yeah, he can hold his own. So so at the end of the day, Jake is doing it right, people. Like, stop yep. shitting on the guy. Like, okay, I can understand if he decided to fight Andrew McCaffrey or, or you know, because all these guys are calling him out all the time. No, I want to fight you. I want to fight you, right? He's not taking those fights anymore. He's getting away from the misfit stuff. He's mm-hmm. doing it the right way. They're building him the right way. He's fighting the fights he has to fight to get to that next level. Because, I mean, the reality of it is if he were to go there against even a Ryan Garcia or anyone like that, he would lose instantly, right? So he's doing it the right way. He's still young. It's funny, though. These YouTube fights that he does generates more money than these goofballs fighting the casinos in New York. That's a thing, right? And they're jealous of how can he fight Anderson Silva or Diaz and make more money than we're making because people tune in to watch them guys and they don't tune in to watch you it's like yeah. the same thing i think about wrestling you want to be that big star make it if not then don't complain when they do yeah yeah 100 percent. that's like me sitting on here saying you know what i hate joe rogan i hate jordan peterson because they're successfully podcasters no good for them i'm happy for them they did something that very few can do and they deserve what they get every percent they get i'm all singing their praises no, brother, I never, you know, and you and I are the same. I'm I was, not saying you, I'm just talking in general. Like, with no, 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 no. I mean, in general, I mean, I think one thing that life has kind of taught me personally is that don't shit on anybody. It's not worth it. Regardless, mm-hmm. if they're good, bad, whatever, just let them be. Just focus on yourself, work on your own goals. And you know what? Guys like Jordan Peterson, guys like, you know, all those kind of guys that aren't successful. I look at them to see how can we become successful. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You learn what from them. We, what can we learn from them opposed to shitting on them while everyone's shitting on them? I'm looking at their content to see what can we do better on our side. Right. So, I mean, the people who shit on other people are the ones that never work hard, never want to put the time in and are just angry that everyone else has a piece of the pie and they're just standing there with their hand held out. Absolutely. Yeah, you 100% nailed it. Right. I mean, we've been at it now for two years. Do I wish we were bigger than we are? Yeah, absolutely. But I know it's the process, right? Yeah. And we've, we've done pretty good overall, though. No, no, we have. But what I'm saying is, in general, like instead of shitting on people, let's look at other people's success and see what we can learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. That's the bottom line. Now, speaking of success, Mr. Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Is that it again? Shall we get into it? Yes, do it. All right. So Canelo says that he's done with PBC after one fight. He's moved back over to the zone. I'm just going to break this down really quickly, and then I'll let you chime in. Yep. Uh, He had the one fight there. They couldn't get the next two fights done, so he decided to leave, called it a breach of contract. Uh, So now he's gone back to Eddie Hearns, and now he's probably going to end up fighting the two guys that he said that he wasn't going to fight on PBC. Which is just contradictory. What, Mungi and Berlanga? Yeah. Your thoughts? Um, so many different angles of this. We don't know who's telling the truth, who's what. So we got Canelo's side is saying, you, can't, you don't have enough money to pay me who the guy, like I want to fight Charlo, I'm going to fight this guy. That They're saying, they didn't say it, but they're insinuating that PBC and Al Heyman are broke. They got no money to pay me what he wants. Okay. And then when you got the other side where they're saying, Benavidez guy is saying, you're docking, you're scared, you're scared, but David Benavidez Sr. said 
Canelo offered us $5 million. We don't think it's enough. So how can you guys, Benavidez guys, call Canelo a duck? He's fought Floyd. He's fought Triple G. Canelo's not scared of nobody. Let's get, let's clear there right now. I'm not even the biggest fan of the guy, but I have to defend the guy now. He's not scared of nobody. He went there at Triple G. He offered you $5 million, which is more than David's ever made in a fight. Now, I get what they're saying. Canelo might make 30. <clears throat> Dave will make five. Try to even it a bit. At the end of the day, David has never been a big pay-per-view star yet. I hate to say that. I love the guy, but that's the reality of it. He should have took that fight for $5 million, beat up Canelo like you say you're going to do. Then going forward, you are the new star of boxing. You'll be getting $20, $30 million a fight. The next guy will get you 4 or $5 million. Um, So if this is all true, I don't blame Canelo then. If they don't have the money to pay him, he is a once-in-a-generation star. Go over to Matchroom. Go over to the zone where you came from. And if Eddie's got the money with the zone backing him, they can pay you. Fight Munguia, fight Berlanga. And that's going to be a great fight on May 4th. That might hurt Cody Crowley because he won't be on that card now. So now maybe Cody has a fight with Boots. That might hurt him. I'm not sure. But I don't blame Canelo. At the end of the day, this is all about money. And um, I think Benavidez guys got caught with their foot in their mouth. You can't call the guy a duck, duck, duck. And all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, he offered us $5 million now. Well, we I mean, so now Benavidez guys turn down the fight. So is he the duck or is Canelo the duck? What's it? They both turn down the fight. Like, I don't get it. I mean, it's all politics. It's all money. It is. Right? It's all money. Day. And it kind of sucks. So I, I understand where the David team is coming. Again, I'm, I'm just playing, you know, the other side yeah. here. Like, if you look at what Charlo made, he made close to $8 million off that fight, right, uh, against against Canelo. I mean, if, if nothing else, I'm probably looking at it from that perspective. What did Canelo, what, what did Charlo make? What did Platt make against him? What did Ryder make against him, right? I mean, you if you're going to balance it that way, I think that's what they were kind of looking at. Like, well, wait a minute. Why are you only giving us five when you gave him eight or you gave him ten? Right? True, and I don't blame them. But at the end of the day, Benavidez turned down that fight. He could have right. been fighting Canelo May 4th, but he said no. The money's not right. Right. But I think at the end of the day, I think he's probably worth that money more than eight or 10 than a five compared to. I'm the not other. saying that he shouldn't get, maybe he should get eight. By the end of the day, I don't want to hear Benny Vita guys call, call Canelo the duck and the chicken. When you turn down the fight, you could have, they maybe wanted three more million. He probably could have worked it out. He could have said, yeah, we'll take it. But they kind of wiggled it around. But at the end of the day, Benny Vita said no. But you know what? I so think that was Canelo the chicken. I think his dad said no. I don't think it was David. But I David mean, still runs. David, David runs the show. David could have said, hey, no, Dad, we'll do this fight. I'm going to humiliate Canelo. Because okay. they've said before, we'd fight him for free. We'd fight him. We know that's all this me, voice me, But they said no. This. We never heard this once from David, right? So it's his dad that's spouting off, right? And kind of breaking these news. Yeah, but, is, but David controls his dad. He could have said, hey, Dad, you know what? I want this fight. Let's, let's make history. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I can I mean, that. Well, that explains so why there's David two sides of the story, but I, I'm, everybody's dissing on Canelo. I don't like the people calling him a scaredy cat. He's not scared. Look at the guys he's been in the ring with. He's not scared of David. Whether he'd win or lose is a different story. He's not scared of David Benavides. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that he is. I just... Well, yeah. but there, a lot of people are trying to say that. He's, the Canelo's, a duck. Canelo's not a duck. He'll fight who he wants, when he wants. At the end of the day, now, if he never offered them a fight, then I'd say, yeah, maybe he's scared of David. But he offered him the fight. He was going to do it May 4th. They would have said, yes, that would be the fight. Ah, I, what do you want Canelo to do? What are you going to do? You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. I and I hate defending the guy because I'm a big Triple G fan. I can't stand Canelo, but he gets a lot of unfair criticism and a lot of unfair blame. Everybody's pointing the finger at him because he's the A side, right? Well, Triple G, president of the Olympic Committee for Kazakhstan. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I guess he's not fighting again. He hasn't fought in a year and a half. He's 41. I mean, he's got nothing to prove. Why would he? I think I think him coming back now would have to be something very very special. He could go in there and say, "Hey, David, let's fight and make a ton of money and probably lose because he's older." He could yeah. fight, do something like that. But what's the point? 
He's got so much money. No. Well, I think David moving up is kind of indicating what direction he's kind of going in. Maybe this Canelo fight will happen one day, but until then, I think this is the best route for David anyways. Uh, well, going 75, up, yeah. Right, going up to 175 and then becoming ultimately the number one contender for whoever. But these guys, you know, I know he's a big guy and he, he'll make the weight there easier, but at the end of the day, these guys still hit harder at that weight, so it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park. Well, at least he's taking the warm-up fight, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, anything happened on this day? Yes, yes. This week in boxing history, Cassius Clay, before he changed the name to Muhammad Ali, finished off Sonny Liston, who I told everybody many times on the show, you need to listen to either an Audible's autobiography or read his autobiography. That man selling heroin, doing heroin, doing collections for the mob in Vegas while fighting, not training, gambling all night, many mistresses. Uh, unbelievable life. He was like, I guess you can say a gangster in a way back in the 50s and 60s working for those boys. But anyways, this week in boxing history, Cassius Clay finished off Sonny Liston. It was an upset. He was an eight to one underdog, uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, he finished off Cassius Clay. Oh, sorry, he finished off Sonny Liston in the sixth round. Sonny wouldn't get out of the chair. That's it. Uh, he called off. He quit, I guess. And that was it. Cassius Clay would turn into Muhammad Ali and the star was born eight to one underdog. Yeah. Some people say we don't know, right? Because you got to people forget fifties and sixties boxing is a lot different. The mob ran this show. Why did the mob get involved in boxing? Very simple. Boxing is the easiest sport to fix back in those days. So some people were saying that Sonny didn't come off the chair because a lot of the mobster guys were betting eight to one. And you you can sit down, boy. You owe us. These mobsters didn't play around in Vegas in the day. So who knows? Maybe he was just hurt and didn't get up. I don't know. A lot of fishy stuff with Ali and Liston when they were fighting. You know, Liston was threatened by the the black Muslims who he, uh, he was hanging out with. You take a dive or you're going to finish you. You don't see that nowadays, but he, back in those days, it's easier to fix. As great as Muhammad Ali was and the legacy that he left, which was bigger than boxing. Um, he did a lot of shady stuff, man. <laughs> well, well, look, dude, we've talked about this. We talked about this a little bit on the wrestling show earlier this week. And, you know, yeah. we mentioned it here a bit. I mean, technology plays a huge role in all of it, right? Like, fights aren't fixed anymore because somebody would leak it out now through a text or something. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, for example, growing up as a kid, I was a huge De La Hoya fan. It wasn't until I saw that documentary that I saw all the stuff that he was doing outside of the ring because we never had that contact. We never had, you know, the you didn't know all that, right? All right, man. Anything in Canadian boxing history this week? Yeah, nothing really knows happening in boxing history. <clears throat> but I just want to point in a fighter that somebody should go YouTube and check it out. He's not there that well known in the Canadian circles, but his name is Logan McGinnis. Yeah. Uh, he's a super featherweight. Um, he's had 28 fights. He's 36. Um, people go YouTube his fights, watch him out. He's pretty exciting. They say, and I think so, he's one of the top 10 most exciting Canadian boxers to watch. Logan McGinnis, check him out. Super featherweight. He's got some exciting fights. It's just the way to learn a little bit about some of the Canadian boxers that don't get. A lot of recognition. We got, you know, we got a few with David Lemieux and Gotti, and if you want to count Lennox Lewis, yeah, and Christian Mabilly, Cody Crowley, yeah, Crowley and Mabilly are two like are two big stars right now. So yeah, they're undefeated, and hopefully they fight soon because I hope so. Cody deserves his fight. I see Cody's back in the gym. He's training. He's posting training videos, so that's good sign. Let's see where they go with that. But I wanted to touch on one thing here. Like we were just thinking, I was thinking about this earlier and, you know, the whole PBC thing and Al Heyman and, you know, going over to Amazon. Oh, thanks for that. The first non-pay-per-view fight on Amazon for BBC is in June. Yeah. The they first... haven't announced who it is, but that's what they're saying. Right, right. But their first card. No, no, it's in at the end of March, isn't it? The, no, uh... no, no, that's a pay-per-view one. I'm saying the free one is in June, yeah. non-pay-per-view. So 
thinking about March 30th is their fight. That's uh, Thurman and Tim Zoo. Right, Tim Zoo, and then you have um, Roly, Roly, and um, uh, Pitbull. Pitbull, good card. This is gonna be an interesting card. Um, so I was thinking about this, and you know, like I thought about money in sports and whatnot. Like, I mean, if you think about it, how much money is in boxing compared to other things? Like a ton of money because that's all that's why the, the Saudi Arabians are people in the Prince of Saudi Arabia is running boxing. This pays an astronomical amount of money. No, 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 no. I, I get that, but I'm I'm looking more from a North American perspective. Like, okay, we talk about WWE signing a five billion dollar deal with, with with Netflix, right? Now, you know, when when you look at pro wrestling and you look at boxing, more people know pro wrestling than they do boxing. You know, it almost feels yeah. It, it almost feels like boxing's really big in, in pockets of Europe. Boxing's really big in pockets of North America, but doesn't have that global overall reach that pro wrestling does. And they they and then, and then when you look at the streaming services out, outside of the zone, I almost feel that BBC made a mistake of signing with Amazon. Right. But 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 you think about it. Showtime, HBO probably got out of the game because it was costing them too much. Well, and and then some, and they they keep offering the fighters more and more and more, and then that's the the network's like that's too much. We don't want to pay Canelo right. twenty five million and Triple D seventeen right. million. The and thing you, is, boxing is only really big with a few guys. Like if Mayweather and Pacquiao still have the number one pay per view of all time, so in that way it can beat wrestling. That's only few and far between overall as a whole. Yeah, wrestling is way bigger because it's entertainment, it's goofiness, but right? This is probably the main catalyst why they couldn't get the Canelo fight done is because they didn't have the money because Amazon's not putting up that kind of money. There's right? another thing though. Who knows if you pay Canelo twenty five million and you pay David five thirty million dollars? Are you going to even get that back? Well, you can't, and then the unless thing, you have a crazy pay per view number, need a big stadium, right? Here's the funny thing: his last fight, he got sixty million. Canelo did. Canelo? Yeah. Yeah. So even twenty five is 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 a pay cut and a half. I know he makes yeah. a lot of money, but eventually he's going to have to be cut off. Or he, you know what Canelo would would have done? I think if he didn't, if Eddie <coughs> Eddie Mills didn't want him, he just went to Saudi Arabia and fought over there and made a ton of money there. And and you know what? You more, knew that. You, you might just see that, right? I mean, all the money's there right now, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. why you're getting these cards done so fast. That's why Day of Reckoning happened so quickly. One card falls through, they make up another card within a couple of hours because they don't care about the resources. It's unlimited, right? I mean, we talk about billionaires and we talk about all the people that are rich in America and you know around the world. But the fact of the matter is you don't even know how much the Saudis are worth. They're beyond billionaire trillionaires. Oh, they're spending money hand over fist. And they're, hey, man, he's making the fight fairy and music. He made it happen. Right. The one thing I want to do is hang out with one of these princes and look at his watch and go, hey, you have a really nice watch. Chances are he's going to take it off and give it to me. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt him at all. But he won't even think twice about it. That's their no. nature. That's just how they do. I mean, it's a bit of an extreme. I don't think it's like that, but I've heard. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> it we're just driving. sucks that. For the North American guys, you can't watch for you sick life. You got to go over to Saudi Arabia. That's a far flight. You go to Saudi Arabia, they got these graveyards for supercars. Why? Because it ran out of the gas. Guy just left it there. Yeah. Right? It's crazy how that place works, eh? Right? It's amazing. But you know what, though? It's probably one of the safest places in the world as well that people don't... Well, because you know if you do crime, you're going to jail. You don't want to go to jail there. They don't play around. I, I believe you could leave your cell phone on the hood of your car, go away for three hours and come back and you'll still be there. Yeah. That's the kind of culture it is, man. 
Yeah, I, think, so I, would, I wouldn't mind going there one day, actually. No, we, we got to go and check it out, man. But I think there's a lot that we can learn. I mean, I, I don't mean to bring politics into it, but I've been watching a bit of Tucker Carlson, and he's going around to different places in the world and showing what life is Did like. Did you see how clean the Russian subway was compared to ours? Just that. Going Dude, grocery, beautiful pictures. <laughs> just going grocery shopping in Russia. You know, you look at the subway stations, and then you look at what we have over here, and we're, we're the advanced society. We got guys with graffiti and pissing on the tracks. Some almost got to push you on the tracks. You ain't careful. We're... we're, we're we're the evolved society, yet we live in more filth than other parts of the world. And more dangerous. And more dangerous, right? You wouldn't want your mom on the you wouldn't want your mom on the sky train at one in the morning in downtown Van? Probably not. No, no. In places like Russia and Saudi Arabia, you wouldn't think twice. No, exactly. And and these are the people that we're not supposed to like. Go figure. <laughs> Isn't it Go crazy? Figure. I will leave it at that, brother man. I will yeah. leave it. All right, brother man, let's wrap up this puppy. We got, like I said, guys, Jake Paul, Amanda Serrano this weekend. We have uh, Lopez, Lopez and Abe. Abe, uh, Abe coming up this weekend as well. So there is a lot. There's a UFC card as well. Um, you got Collision. You got all this stuff coming wrestling-wise as well. Uh, so, guys, there's a lot to do this weekend. So if the weather is saying what it's saying, it's going to be cold and miserable outside, then perfect opportunity to stay inside and watch. On that and, note, and one more thing, and to this day, Canelo is still the most talked about boxer. Whatever he does, gonna fight this guy. He, nobody he's talked about more than anybody in boxing. Love him or hate him, he's the center of attention, man. So good for him. Nothing against him, man. Honestly, I just feel like he's being contradictory in terms of you know, like yeah. I said, you weren't gonna fight these guys, so you left. Yet here you are now. You're gonna face these guys. Go when I gained him. a lot more respect for Canelo, is I know he waited a little bit too long. I wish the fight would have happened about a year or two sooner, but he did finish the trilogy. He gave Triple G that shot. I know Triple G was almost 40 at the time, um, but at least he didn't finish it. He didn't run. He didn't hide. He made it happen. So I'll give him that. No, no, 100% job done. All right, brother man. Um, On that note, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you, and I leave you with this, everybody. It is the weekend, so drink, have fun, do what you got to do to enjoy yourself. Just remember, make the safe way home, not just for yourself, but for the other people out there and for your family. Most importantly, we want you guys to come back on Tuesday and listen to the show. Also, I leave you with this, guys. Forget the critics. Forget everyone. Believe in yourself. Believe in your abilities. Anyone talks down to you, anyone doesn't believe in you, you don't need them in your life. It's sometimes the harder decisions to make. But remember this, these are the people holding you back. Do not let anyone hold you back from what you believe in. On that I said, note, man, I can't, can't argue that. Thank you, brother. On that note, have a great weekend. Damp and Chance are...